This is Ibrox. <laughs> And welcome to your latest This Is Ibrox flagship podcast. With me tonight, I have Dylan and Andy. We are going to look at the Motherwell game at the weekend and the flag celebrations as a whole. We're then going to have a look at the phenomenon that I discovered just today called Dead Time. And then we're going to finish it off with a look ahead to the cup game against Livy. As always, the flagship podcast brought to you by HHH Mortgages, your one-stop shop and mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them as soon as you can on 01225531888 or via email at craig.bryce at hhhmortgages.com. You can visit the company's socials at www.hhhmortgages.com and on Facebook as HHH Mortgages. Listeners and viewers to the pod will receive a cheeky mortgage review and advice if they mention us, all for free. Not bad. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's go for it then. Um, The weekend, lads. (laughs) Right, flag day. Um, I think before we drill down the issues... um, what I want to do is maybe just sort of go around the group and, in a word, sum it up. So we'll start with yourself, Andy. With one word, sum, sum up that day. Underwhelming. Okay. Dylan? Uh, frustrating. Agree with both of them. I think I had it down as anticlimactic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's get into it then. Um, Before we look at the actual game itself, the celebrations. um, Now, we're fans, you know. Just like everyone else that's going to be listening to this, we've waited 10 years for that. And I know, you know, we had flag days on the way back up the leagues, but they don't really count, do they? You know, and nobody's going to sit here and crow about how we won the second division. So... You know, th- this was the big one. Ten years in the making. What did you make of it, Andy? <clears throat> Underwhelming, the, the, the celebrations were. But I do think a lot of that's to do with how long it's been since we clinched it. The celebrations in the day we clinched it were massive, even more so on the middle of May when we beat Aberdeen and we secured the t- and got the trophy. Um, so much has happened since then with regards to the team and all the rest of it. Then the first game of the season with half capacity, the next home game being the Old Firm in which we won. It's the third game in at home, the sixth game of the season. I don't th- I, don't, I don't. know why we all expected it to be anything other than underwhelming. It was always yeah. going to be a case of flag up the pole, job done. It's as if we'd done our celebrating March, May, over uh, the summer. Uh, um, that's my feelings on it. Although I was disappointed, I would like to have seen fireworks and seen the trophy at least, um, things like that, you know. But I think it's really down to the length of time it's been since we clinched it. I think two of the points you mentioned there actually are ones that I've seen a lot as well on, you know, across the social media where you're saying about the fireworks and the SPFL trophy. Now, 
you know, I know they're charging people 25 quid a pop to go in and see it and get your picture taken. I think for me, it'd be nice just, you know, for the ones that are there to actually have that. I get, you know, all right, they might not then go and pay their money, but folk have had their hands in their pocket an awful lot for the club lately. And I don't think anyone minds it, but it might have been quite a nice gesture, you know, if the club maybe had bought that out, had done the fireworks. Um, I think another one that got to me, Dylan, I know I mentioned it and I know, you know, again, we're not going to sit and boast that we won the third division or the first division or the championship. But actually, someone took the time to collate a kind of, you know, the four picture things you get on Twitter of each flag day. So third, first, championship, and obviously Motherwell game. And it was by far and away the worst. Um, do you do you subscribe to what Andy was saying? Do you think it's time's a factor? Do you think maybe the club should have done more? Where where do you stand on that? Yeah, I think I agree with Andy. Um I think is, I mean, look at the last time it was at Ibrox, you know, 2011 Premiership. So, again, I think we kind of build up in our head there's going to be some, you know, something magnificent, like, you know, fireworks, full mm. parade, marching band. Half, half uh, time at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, obviously, I can get that maybe people were disappointed with it because it just seemed that they just put the flag up and that was that, really. Um, but again, I think maybe with like our expectations, maybe even if he did stuff such as fireworks and that, maybe even then we'd have still lived up, not lived up to our expectations. Yeah. So again, I can see both sides, which really. Aye. And I think, um, again, going back to something Andy said, you know, there was a lot of celebrating, rightly or wrongly. You know, I know there was a lot of newspaper headlines about it at the time, but. You know, they did have that victory party, so perhaps, you know, maybe, maybe that sort of dulled this a little bit, I guess. Um, I don't like doing a negative pod, but I feel like I'm being quite negative tonight. Um, on to the game. I think, again, disappointing for me. Andy, what, what were your thoughts? Game of two halves for me, it was, Dave, um... Mm-hmm. Culminating with disappointment, really. Uh, made a phone call at half time to a good friend of mine and made the statement this is what I've been looking for. More more imagination, faster breaking, um, more direct shots and target. Um, exactly what I've been looking for after the St. Johnson game, the Dundee United game. Exactly what I've been looking for. And my final words to him on the phone call were this is one going on five, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah. And of course, that's perhaps the, the, the jinx that we all we all hoped that uh, wouldn't happen. So it's your fault. Well, I'll take the blame. <laughs> I'll take the blame, Dave. Uh, no problem at all. I'll take the blame. I think a lot. Of, I think I'll not be alone in that. To be brutal, no, no, not, I hear. Hands up! I was um, the same, mate. I was yeah, exactly. So, in the second half and letting them back into it in such a manner. Um, it's very disappointing. It's very disappointing. The game was there to be won and won comfortably. And then to kick on, and with so many, so many changes to the eleven, with the front three that started, which I was delighted with when I seen. I thought, here we go, they're about to prove a point, and they were in the first half. They were, especially Sakala, um, really happy with it. To let them back into the game in the manner in which we did was very disappointing, very disappointing. And I just wonder how long 
how long we, personally as well, how long we think, is this a bit of a slump we're in or are we expecting too much because last year was so good is an interesting one. Uh, Obviously, you shouldn't be drawing one each on flag day against Motherwell, albeit they're, they're the bit of form at the moment. You shouldn't be drawing one each with them. But you have to, we have to decide sooner or later whether this is a start of the season slump or last year was so exceptional that we're expecting too much. And I'm finding that hard to decide at the moment, personally. Yeah, um, can't disagree. And I mean, especially that first half, I mean, my notes on it, one of the key things that I've got here is lack of killer instinct. Um, you know, we did the hard yards, we did the work, we did the stuff that we've been missing all season, but then we couldn't have finished it. Um, mm-hmm. Dylan, any ideas why in your head? Do you, I mean, do you think it's maybe a changed team? Is it just rustiness? What do you think? Uh, I was going to tell you, honestly. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Get job as assistant. <laughs> uh, both this what Andy's saying, because I think um, last season was so monumental. Um, the team really went out of its way to kind of prove dollars. Um, I think probably it's a bit of hangover from the previous season. I think when you set the bar so high that... Aye. When you score for like hit below it, mm-hmm. then people start to ask questions. Um, again, you know, first half we were, you know, we were brilliant. I thought, you know, the chances we were creating were you know, outstanding. I think um, if you play that match over again, I think like eight or nine times out of ten, you would be going away yeah. three or four of those easily. Um, so it could just be an unlucky day, but then again, you know. You compare with other recent results that we had, um, such as Malmo, such as Dundee United. So, uh, and but, I mean, even Alishkar as well to add to that. Yeah. I guess you know we got through, but we all agreed it wasn't pretty, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. So I think, I think to be honest, like um, going to this part of the season is usually Rangers to dig up a year. So hopefully, it's just a case that it's just. Bit of rustiness, but I think um, if it starts continuing, I'll start to be really worried. Aye, that's it. And I think, um, you know, one of the key things from last season is a bit of a cliche. I think sometimes people forget this, given you know the fact that we were undefeated. We did play games last season where we were pretty bogging, it's just Mm -hmm. we managed to dig out the result. Um, whereas this season, I think we're struggling a little bit more to do that. I want to talk about, so, you know, we, we have touched on it and I do think there is an element in this. I mean, it's not an excuse. We, sh- we should have won that game. I don't think we can get past it. But the team has changed a hell of a lot every single game just about, you know, we just can't seem to catch a break where we have a run, where we can play, you know, a core team and maybe change one or two. It seems to be quite big changes most times. Now, I think one area where... That's probably been felt more than most as the defence still in. Um, obviously, you know, you, early season you had question marks between Hollander and Balogun. Most fans felt Hollander was the man. You know, he was number one, but then the gaffer preferred Balogun for certainly likes European games because he had that bit of pace. Um, and then obviously Hollander's been intra- injured and we've seen Jack Simpson come in the fray. What's, what's your takes on that, Dylan? I mean, 
I suppose, firstly, what do you think of Jack Simpson as a player? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's very hard to judge Jack Simpson because, one, you know, he's more or less just in the war, so, <clears throat> so I don't think there should be too much judgment on him. Uh, but I think it's an added fact as well that he's hardly played like any games up yeah. to this point. You know, I think um, he's only played 15 professional games. I could be wrong in that, but I know it's like a low number of games compared to about getting a gold in Atlanta, so... I mean, it's hard because obviously you just want to give the guy more time. And to be honest, obviously, really played that many games for us. Mm-hmm. But I think this is that way where us as a support, um, it's failed to give a, a very good first impression. So, like an example of that would be Scott Wright. Like, he's made like a fantastic first impression. So, therefore, we kind of give him a bit more time. Whereas I think with Jack Simpson, there are a lot of questions asked. And then obviously, with his displays, you know, especially when even last season compared to the likes of Holland or Goods and, and even Balogun, you know, he was a bit below bar. But then, you know, the argument can be made that, you know, yeah, it's like a force of choice. Step back for a reason, you know, he's, as Gerard said, that he's more like a development player, you know, just yeah. we're going to try and work on him. But I think, uh, I think for me, it almost strikes me like another George Edmonds, Edmondson. Yeah. You know, he's just kind of, he's there, but you, you don't really expect him to be first choice, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's a boot when he's needed. Um, I mean, there's a reason why Jack Simpson's still at the club and Fort Simpson isn't at the club, you know, I think. We, we like the management team. It's a house party. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly like the management team do see something Aye. within him. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't be nowhere near the team, if that's the case, but yeah. You know, hopefully he does back up form and kind of get on to like, the defence this season. Um, I kind of think because like, they overperformed so much last season that uh, perhaps when they can't start off, we're kind of in like, a panic mode. Um, I think Orlando is a big mess. I think, oh, my opinion, yeah. he is the best defender for the club, you know. Even with some goals, I think, you know, Golden is still a good defender, but he can have like, that mistake in him. Yep. Turn game. Um, and, you know, even with Barisic, you know, I think he's trying to still find his form. Um, you know, Balogun, you know, Balogun is a good defender, but I don't think he can really rely on him too much. I think he's more of a cover, sharing back of anything. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think Balogun's probably a good third choice, um, but I would say probably is third choice, for me anyway. I mean, you know, obviously, the manager has his own ideas, especially with pace. Um, the other thing that I think is causing a bit of an issue myself, Andy, is um, both Balogun and Holander seem to have a terrible time injuries. So it's almost like between the two of them, you just about get a defender, if that makes sense. No, it does, you it does can't make sense. play them every game like you can with Goldson. Of course, I understand. I don't, and I, I totally agree with you, with you, Dave. You get goals in there as a stalwart, Aye. albeit still to find a wee bit of form this season in comparison to last season, as I said earlier, which is always yeah. going to be difficult. It's Aye. always going to be difficult. So you have one space to fill, and you're right. If you could, I'm not, I'm not saying they'll break down, but if you play them Balogun or Hollander as regular as you play goals, and they will break down. It's as Aye. simple as that. Especially Leon Balogun, I would imagine. 
Um, Big Phil being out injured is is massive, in my opinion. It's massive. Simpson, I totally agree with Dylan. Willing to give him time. I don't rate him. I'll be honest, I hate saying that. I don't rate him, but I'm willing to give him time. Um, Although time will run out when it starts affecting a points gap. Every fan in Glasgow is the same from any side. Um, The minute it starts to affect the points gap drastically, you don't get time. <clears throat> you don't get time. He has time at the moment, but for how long that lasts, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I think I'm probably with you. I'm, I, I don't like saying it. I mean, I don't think any of us do, but like we said at the start here, you know, Barisic was shite for a season, but he got a bit of leeway because every so often he would show you a bit of a flash and you would just think, Actually, there is a player in there. We mm-hmm. just need to get it out of him, sort of, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, I haven't You're seen not that so much. You're not. And I think, yeah, there's time. And I mean, to be honest, you know, in this situation, he's going to play anyway. Um, I don't think he was picked on merit for the weekend. I think you know he was picked because they know they can't play Balogun every game. Um, mm-hmm. They probably thought after the Europa that. You know, Balogun needed that rest. Um, I suspect when I, towards Wednesday, obviously with the cup game coming up, but uh, yeah, uh, the jury's out. The jury's out big time. And I think, I think for me, pretty quickly, he needs to step up. The other thing that he needs to remember is he has got Nico Katic. Now, he's away on loan this season. Right? But if he has a really good season on loan and comes back, Katic is ahead of him in the pecking order for me. Um, And, you know, at that point, you know, potentially fourth or even fifth choice. I know there's likely to be some movement in the defenders next season, if not Christmas. But, you know, he then has to start examining his options unless he's happy just to pick up a wage. So, yeah, I think, you know, his his time is coming pretty quickly where he is going to have to show us something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I kind of mind which one it was now that mentioned Barisic um, still trying to find a bit of form I think was it yourself Dylan yeah yeah. I think the, probably you're right enough there and the other thing that sort of occurs to me with Barisic is he did have quite a run of games where he wasn't playing mm-hmm. um, you know he didn't get that chance to kind of soldier through because Bassey had such a good pre-season probably earned himself the chance to do that. So, you know, I think with him, he's he is playing catch-up, I agree. Goldson, yeah, I mean, you've said it. You've said it yourself. There's not much else to say there. And Tavernier, I mean, <clears throat> Tavernier is another one that frustrates the heck out of me sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one minute he can't beat the first man and then... You know, the next minute he's scoring like that St. Johnston goal, and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground in between that. It seems to be one or the other with him. But, you know, we know what he can do. I mean, in fairness, with the exception of Simpson, we know what all of them can do in that back line. I think they just need to settle a bit and kick on mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um one of the things I did notice, speaking about those fullbacks, Barisic and Tav, um, and again, it comes back to your game of two halves analogy, Andy. You were saying 
Um, you know, second half wasn't so good. I thought the first half, we really moved it. The second half, we seemed to revert to the wings and we play it to the wings, play it up the wings, cross it in. And we just weren't getting the joy with it, I didn't think. And yet we didn't, we seemed to default to that in the second half, which I think for me was a bit disappointing after, as you said, some of the movement that we saw, some of the intricate sort mm-hmm. of one-touch football. I, I don't get that. What What was your views on it? Do you think that was an issue? Do you think? I think it was. Uh, I think it was an issue, yes. And it's that's the way it's been. Uh, St. Johnson away, Dundee United away was, was very similar. It's And it's predictable is the word I want to use for that. It's yeah. predictable. These teams know now, if you've got two centre-halves that are good in the air, Aye. then they're going to win a good, a good few headers and, and get the ball clear. That said, last year, you could count six, seven, eight times perhaps between the two of them, quality balls from left back and right back into the box. And the amount of goals they got from it was frightening. I'd like to know a stat to see how many good balls have been put in this year. It's less than 50% per game, I would say. It's less than 50% per game, I would think. However, I get Patrick to do a look at that. That's exactly what I was thinking. the man. That's what I was thinking. The thing is, though, the quality's there. Tavernier and Barisic are quality. Uh, attacking wing backs when it comes to crossing the ball, you don't lose that. That will come. That will come back. So I can understand why that can be a tactic. It's not working at the moment, in my opinion, but I can understand why it is. And it's only when it's not working it's frustrating. Is the thing, course, and it course. is frustrating at the moment. You know, it is frustrating at the moment. But as I say, quality shines through, and it will come back. I'm quite sure of that. The defending part of their game should take care of itself. You'd like to think, especially Ibrox didn't yesterday, but going forward that quality should come back in my opinion. Aye. Aye. Dylan, do you think maybe that's why they quite often end up getting a hard time off the fans? Like Andy says, because we've sort of almost become so used to that quality that they can deliver that we just get a bit hacked off when we go through a game like the Motherwell game and it just doesn't come through. Do you think there's something in that? Yeah, I mean, you know, when it works well, then we're all happy. And when it doesn't work, when we draw, then we're you know frustrated. It's that- as Andy says, you know, Parasets and Dab are probably like amongst the best, you know, in terms of getting the ball in and what they do for the team. But okay, when you can't just play to the wing, I think that's quite a guilty thing amongst the Gerard errors that Aye. when the opponent gets stuck, you just resort to getting on the wing and just trying to hit it into the box, hoping that someone will catch on to it. Um, I think, you know, kind of this week, I had a hard, you know, I think um, really the only striker that the boy do something like that would be Roof, you know, because he can't get a good head on it. But uh, when you look at, like, I know Sakawa scored a head on the weekend, but when you look yeah, at, like, yeah. Sahan and Ray, you um, don't You don't think of him as a target, man. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they kind of referred back to that. I said in the first half with good movement, good one touch, uh, generally, generally just you know outplaying the opponent. Um, just I don't know what happened. The second half was just complacency or just playing it to safe. I mean, I wish I knew the answer to that. Ah, hi, me too, mate. Me too. Um, so Dylan stole my thunder there. You know, he just he's already answered my next question, Andy, which was literally going to be. <laughs> How how do you go from how we played in the first half to how we played in the second half? Because it was like night and day, wasn't it? I mean, 
all right, I'm not expecting you to fully answer that or you would be the manager, but I'd be getting a great interview about now. But, you know, I, what what do you think maybe kind of influences that change? I've no idea, Dave. I've uh, absolutely no idea why. How can you second-guess Stephen Gerrard in know, that dressing any Any amateur team dressing room, when it's so successful in the first half, albeit only one goal, um, but the chances were there to make two, three, four, or five. Why Do you think maybe that's it? part that of it? Did. Do you think maybe the missed opportunities are a part of it? Perhaps it could be. Perhaps and revert back to getting the ball in and hopefully for a quality, quality delivery, quality header. Yeah. Perhaps it was. I don't, it's tough. One, I don't think it? so. Though I don't think so. Though um, I just don't see why you would revert back to that. And it certainly we weren't under the cosh in order to revert back to it and go back to comfort. Um, so I, I, I wish I could answer it, Dave. I can't. I have no idea. I have I, no idea. Uh, this is very true. Um, one of the other things that I did notice, Andy, um, and it's kind of both ends of the pitch, but pressure when they have the ball now, there's sort of a couple of parts to this. I'll come to yourself for the goal, firstly. Now, I saw Still on Twitter just earlier, and... Yeah, I know, stills, you know, they show you what they want you to see. But it was where the Motherwell boy picked the ball up um, just near the touchline. And you had Tav near him. And then there was a huge gap until the next defender. I think it was Goldson. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a massive gap between them. And the boy kind of bounced into it, then headed towards Goldson, then turned away. And then Simpson went to tackle him and didn't. Mm -hmm. And then he managed to lay the ball off. And Barisic, I don't know if he was asleep or what, but, you know, he, he didn't manage to clear it. Now, you know, how, how how do you go from that? When you think one of the key, key parts of our play last year was our intensity. We mm -hmm. were in their faces and, you know, we forced those errors to then having a huge gap at the back. How... It's very similar to the goal that Dundee United scored against us as well. Came from the same wing, mm. didn't it? Same yeah, wing, yeah. kind of pass through, Absolutely. albeit a, a, a bit of a mistake. I think it's just levels. I think last year, last year's team, Simpson clears that if he doesn't, Barisic does. And Aye. I mean, it, it was sloppy and it was it was a mistake. I think probably a mistake would be the best word to describe it. But it's it's inches. So do you look at it as a bad mistake or do you look at it as it was just inches and last year we cleared it and I this think, year we never? I think, I think once they got in the box, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but it's almost a shit happens scenario, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, these these things happen, as another popular kind of saying lately. Um, the space worries me um, because one right. thing that you've always always even from you know a couple of weeks after he took over the one thing that we've always done well is keep our shape you know mm -hmm. we've always the players know where they need to be to the point mm -hmm. that you know some and again these are more european games i would say but we've had some cracking results and a lot of that is just down to every player knows their place they know what their mm -hmm. role is when that team it worried me seeing that huge gap. I'm not going to lie. It is, um, it, is, it is worrying, Dave. It is, it is worrying seeing that. Um, again, it goes back to last season. The door was shut so hard at the back. 
Um, are we comparing it to that? There was there was mistakes last year. There was there was mistakes last yeah, year as well. Yeah. There was mistakes like that last year, um, in a few games. But Golson get a last ditch tackle. McGregor pulled off uh, saves, um, because they hurt because it hurt us yesterday. Are we focusing on it more? Probably. We're allowed to do that. 100%. That's what we do. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's uh, that's fan media for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing talking about pressing Dylan, um, the front, and again. Maybe predominantly more so the first half, but the front three pressed yesterday in a way that I haven't seen this season. Now, Ken gets about the pitch. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't seen quite that high intensity press. I mean, Scott Wright, I had to look twice the speed he was moving at at one point. So bloody hell! Um, do you think? Do you think a part of that is maybe Ken's been carrying an injury? Because I know there's been talk about it for a wee while. Um, and obviously, you know, as soon as one player doesn't press right, that's it. Your press is gone. So if we maybe shot ourselves in the foot playing this guy through injury, would we maybe have been better just to take a step back and say, do you know what? Go and get better. We'll play someone else in your place. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as Ken, you know, I think the thing is, He's such a key player that you can produce that moment of quality when we need it. Like, I understand why the manager played him, but as you said, you know, I mean, if he's ultimately holding back the press, and then, yeah, you know, I think he can have that chance to kind of help provide that moment of quality, you know. I think, um, with Ken, um, not Ken, sorry, uh, right, Ruth and Sagawa, they kind of seemed almost have like something to prove yesterday. Die. Um, just the way they were pressing and just. Mm you know, going after the ball. So, yeah, definitely. And well, see, we've got like, enough players in that position to rotate. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there should be any pressure to just play where it's just for the sake of playing it. I, I, think, I think I'd agree with that. I'd, I love Kent. I mean, as you said, he's, he's your man, you know, that moment of magic, especially the big games, you know, old firms, European mm-hmm. games. You just know there's a good chance he's going to pop up with something. But if we're going to play that kind of pressing game, then you need your players 100% ready to go, I would yeah. say. I don't think you can carry someone if you're going to press like that. Um, just to finish up then, because like I, said, I don't like doing totally negative pods, is um, I just wanted to talk for a minute or two about some of the play from that first half. Because... Mm-hmm. I think you said it, Andy. It's what we've been waiting for all bloody season. You know, I was so delighted. We saw the pressing. Some of the one-twos that they were playing were phenomenal. And they were going through the middle. You know, these guys packed their box. Ah, there we go. There's the orange top. Hey. Um, you know, these, these guys, they were packing their box and we were still threading through them. And it was brilliant. Um, how... How do you think we've got to that? Do you think it is that they're trying to prove a point, Dylan? Yeah, so I give you a big question again, sorry. I, I was just saying, how do you think we've got from kind of where we were the previous game to that? Do you think it's all down to them trying to prove something? Is it just something yeah, clicked? Maybe. I think so. I don't know. Maybe it's just a bit of both, really. Just, uh, just um, 
Yeah, that's why you know just to because again you know look at that game since Scal started the season next to nothing and yeah you see right he spent time on the bench and Ruth's just gone back to the team so probably yeah, it's just a case that maybe they are trying so hard just to try and win some sort of team and maybe it's a chance in for that maybe if it was a Morelos or a Hadji or a Kent maybe they would have tried most of those chances there and then so yeah maybe it was this case that. They were just trying to prove something, perhaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Andy, I'm going to ask you the, the more maybe difficult one. Is that the start of something, do you think? Do you think they can carry that on, or was it a flash in the pan? No, 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 they can you carry that on. Carry on. No doubt about it at all. Um, I, I class Scott Wright, Ruth, and Sakala as quality players. I think that can be carried on absolutely no problem at all. Um, I've no doubt about well. <laughs> well, I'd like to. I'd like to think that come Wednesday night, yes, I'd like to think so. Um, Livingston at home. I know we're, we're going to get to that later on. Um, I would like to think that uh, that kind of inten- intensity, one twos, and, and through the middle, especially because, as, as you said yourself, the second half was so unsuccessful. Going back, reverting to type, and going down the right and the left and crosses in. I'd like to think that that intensity if we'd follow through for the next couple of games with the players, because there's no option at the moment until we know more about Hadji. That's, um, that's it. There's no option until, or if Barellos can start, we don't know that yet either. Aye. I think there's absolutely no, I've got no, no doubt about it at all that I can continue. I think Morelos confused me a bit because I thought he was out. I thought he was injured. Um, now, you know, obviously he played, so I'm guessing he's carrying some sort of injury from the fact he didn't start, but suppose I'm contradicting what I said, but thankfully it cannot be too serious because um, otherwise I don't think they would have risked him. Um, no. So I'm hopeful, you know, maybe a week or so clears up mm-hmm. and then he comes back firing. I think um, he said that. Did you not say that, that Morelos was the was the least severe of the two? Aye. Um, aye. I'm sure he said that. Um, so to see him on the bench... Was I felt exactly the same as you, Davey. I thought that's that's good. That must yeah. be good news if he's fit enough to go on the bench, albeit not 100%. It's got to be good news. It's got to be aye, good news. Aye, here's hoping. Here's hoping, like, because <laughs> I mean, try as we might, you know, we keep signing these other strikers, but we're just not, we don't have another Morelos. And dare I say, it, I think it's going to be a tough one to replace when the time comes. Yeah, it's going to be um, you know, we've, we've good strikers at the club. Roof's good, Scala's good. Um, I mean, Itton, never been 100% convinced, but, you know, he's there for a reason, and he did well in Switzerland mm-hmm. before he came to us. So, you know, we've good strikers, but none of them offer us what he does. And I, you don't see strikers like that all that often. You no, know? you do not. You do it's not. And he is going to be very hard to replace him. much, and it's... Sounds horrible saying it this way, but you know he's pretty much a bully. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as in he bullies the central defenders and mm-hmm. sort of curbed the temp. He's curbed the temperament side of things now, so it mm-hmm. is very much. You know, he's just he's just making them miserable, basically, and mm-hmm. wearing them out. And I noticed that a lot last season was kind of Morelos did a lot of the hard work. You know, he was dragging defenders about and rolling off them and drawing fouls. And then you'd get a couple of speedsters on likes, your Kent or your Sakalas or whatever, 
And they would mm-hmm. just tear past these guys. These guys were finished, you know. They were dead on their feet, and Morelos is still bouncing about like quite the thing. And you also, you also had the other side of it as well, all the work that you just said that he'd done there, but his brace up at Pataudry was right. So he's got that in his locker as well. He's, he's literally got everything. He's got everything. This uh, is it. This mm-hmm. is it. And I think, um, you know, historically, you think uh, two up top, um, and you had like, uh, you know, Kenny Miller and Boyd, for example. Mm-hmm. Miller did a lot of the kind of grunt work, you know. He, he held the ball up, played it off, and Boyd was the poacher. Morelos is almost like a two-in-one. You know, he, as you say, he can he he fulfills both roles. He can move people about, he can hold the ball, he can do mm-hmm. what he needs to do. Yes. By God, he can finish as well when his when his head's in the right place. Oof. 100%. In the, all the European games, the Europa League that he scored then. Aye. Um, Aye. Some of the headers he scored, some of the the, the just he's just frightening. He's, he's got everything, and as you say, he's a he's a bully. He's a bully. I think yeah. it's, there's definitely been centre halves in Scotland on record saying that they hate playing against him. There is. I can't remember see who. Why, it in fairness, um, I definitely read it somewhere. Whether it, he's they, he's one of these. I'm no. I'm you know before this gets memed and cropped. I'm no saying he's going for that money, and I'm no saying he's quite at that level. But reminds me a lot of Diogo Costa. He's just a horrible fucker unless he's on your team. And if he's on your team, you love him. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that was Costa. Just to be every other fan in the EPL hated the guy. You know, yes. he was this, he was that, he was the next thing. Same as what Morelos gets up here. Yes. But, we love but yet, they fans, mm-hmm. they loved him. Like, they were mm-hmm. over the moon with him. And I, I can't speak enough about the guy, to be honest. Yes. Um, so I suppose moving on then, dead time. Um, I'll be honest, this. Hands up, this was a bit of a new phenomenon for me. I'd not heard of that before. It maybe a bit old-fashioned and it was just time-wasting, but Dead Time is an officially tracked stat. And recent review of the Motherwell game, which hit my numbers here, it's 51 minutes and 25 seconds of dead time. Um, so, you know, time, the ball wasn't doing anything. It wasn't in play. It was just sat there. That's horrendous. Works out at 57% of the game. Now, as I said to you on the start, I ain't going to sit and slag Motherwell for it. All teams do it. You know, all teams waste time when they're in the position they want to be in. Rangers do. I know the comment was sometimes not enough, but, you know, we've done it plenty of times. They play and win the rules, so, you know, no excuses. They got what they wanted out of it. But science got to change, surely. I mean, Andy... <laughs> 57% of the game dead. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why, why not just play a 45 minute game and, you know, don't, don't stop, the stop the clock when it goes out. <laughs> you know, um, what was it? Wenger suggested 30 minutes, wasn't it? 30 minute halves and stop the clock. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think it's time for that? No. No? I don't think so. I don't not think it'll be a fan. Nah. I don't, it's part and parcel of the game. Frustrating as it is, Especially when it's one each Ibrooks and Flag Day. Nothing, <laughs> Especially more frustrating um, than that. But it's part of the game. I would like to see 30 minute halves with the clock stopping. No, I don't fancy that. Turns into a bit like American football, then, in my opinion. Um, should there be perhaps stricter punishments, harder punishments for time wasting? 
that leaves it open to a referee's interpretation, and that's dangerous as well. I reckon what that's like in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly, <laughs> uh, especially Glasgow. So I don't, I don't know where they would go with that. Um, until I read that from yourself today, day 57, 57%, 54 Aye. minutes. It was 57%, like I think it was 51.25 in actual that's, time. That's yeah. frightening. That's Aye. absolutely frightening. It's mental. And, and then, then people say that um, they can only play twice a week. Aye. From Aye. The, they're only playing for Aye. the... That's it. And I mean, even even on the pitch, you know, the, you see these wee recovery runs these days where they're just sort of jogging, basically. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not even that other, I don't know what, 39 minutes or whatever it was. You know, even mm-hmm. that isn't full tempo. No, it's not. So I had to, I had to laugh. I, um, I was seeing Motherwell fans on Twitter. And they're all gurning at six minutes. And then I saw this today and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> six minutes is lucky, mate. What are you mm-hmm. complaining about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they go, Dave. I don't, I don't know how to combat this at all. Um, are we, are we for, for want of a better expression, pissed off Rangers fans on a Monday night? Uh, is that the reason why we're discussing this? If it finished 3-1 and it was 59 minutes of downtime, would we have been mentioning this? Probably not. Probably not, in my opinion. Aye. So, yes. Yeah, well, I, I, I know you like a stat, Dave. So you might have, you might have mentioned it anyway. I know you like a stat. So um, I just think it's part of the game. It's annoying as it is. I, I don't see it changing. I don't see it changing. So what about yourself, Dylan? Um, I suppose you know. Same question. What's your views on it? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the thing with you know dead time and all that is that when everything's going so well for us, we're not bothered by it, but as soon as, soon as uh, the dropping points are getting knocked out, uh, it becomes a problem. Um, again, you know, time wasting, I mean, I think, to be honest, Rangers have used that before. Oh, aye, I, aye. I think so. I think um, it's quite hard to really uh, compare. I mean, again... I think you know, McGregor's quite good at the cheeky wee trot across his goal when we're in front, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe just but like last week we were discussing about maybe ways that Scottish football could be improved. Um, again, you know, maybe short halves, we do maybe more tempo in the game, more chances being created, more teams going for it. I'm not too sure. Um, again, it's quite hard with how you're going to combat that. Um, I think it's just part and partial of the game, and as Andy said, you know, you don't want to make it feel like it's American football where it's just like like five minutes of action and then like 15, 20 minutes of adverts, you know? Mm-hmm. Sounds ridiculous like that. Um, again, I'm not too sure how you can combat that, I think. Obviously, football evolves and probably will reach that point where it has to maybe take that into consideration, but that's why I'm not really too much in favour of it at the moment. Yeah, I... I'll be honest, I don't know about stopping the clock, but I could see it happening, if I'm being honest. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of these things, isn't it? You know, we're sitting here talking as fans. People that made the rules aren't really fans, are they? They're mm-hmm. sort of looking at it from a commercial aspect. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got too many games, 57% is not being played, then... You know, that's that's not much a spectacle for them. I think for me, um, Andy, you said, you know, would we be talking about it? 
Honest answer? Probably not. Um, but having seen that start, I do feel it's an issue. And I do think it's, again, as I said at the start, you know, that we didn't take our chances. That's why we didn't win this game. It's not because Motherwell wasted time. Right. You know, yeah, um, exactly, yeah. they, if we banged in our chances in the first half, they could waste all the time they want and we're still taking the three points. That's but, right. As as a game, it's a hell of a lot of time wasted. As as I think the one, I don't know. I don't want to say some are worse than others, but you know, like like I mentioned, McGregor trotting across the goal, and you see all the other goalies doing it. And, you know that that's sort of one thing. Or standing in front of a free kick when they're trying to take it. You know, all your sort of petty shit. Mm-hmm. The one that gets me is the amount of cramps that suddenly develop when. Uh, <laughs> You know, when, when they're in the position they want to be. And I think mm-hmm. maybe a way that you could combat it is just any player goes down, they go off. Um, I think they've recently bought in a rule that says if someone's booked for the challenge on you, then, you know, you can come back on. You don't have to go off after you've had treatment. But if you go down and you're not sort of back up on your feet in five, ten seconds, then you have to go off the medics to see you um, and then come back on. And I think with that, it might discourage a lot of this kind of dropping the deck every two seconds. Uh, it's my turn to have cramp now, you know. Um, I have to admit, I'm not a fan of that. And I, I, I don't know, I'm spitballing, same as you guys. You know, we're all fans, and I know there's probably counters to that, but wow, what amount of time to be wasted. I just, not a fan of that at all. And that's not, you know, our strike force is to blame for the fact we didn't win this game, not the time Motherwell wasted. But you don't want to see 57% every game like that. You know, that's that's crazy. Um, Yeah, right about that. However, Dave, what I would like to see, and if you, you might be the man to do it, I'd like to see maybe the next three or four games, to see how an average of it, we've seen this start 57% today, let's let's judge the next four and see where it stands as a month average, just out of, just out of interest. I um, mean, you're, you're, dead, you're dead right. Rangers never won the game because we never converted chances. Oh. However, if we had 57 minutes more of making chances, <laughs> then mm. there might have been a different story. You don't see? know after that second half, mate. Well, you sure? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> Um, I, you know, yeah, it might be one to have a look out for. Um, yeah. actually, if I wouldn't mind doing that and then just sort of having a chat about it yes, in the future, board. Yeah. Um, okay, so looking ahead, then we have a quarter final in the cup League Cup Livingston at Ibrox. Now, I'm gonna get this out of the way first. Um, I don't know about you guys, I absolutely hate Livingston's pitch, and again, <laughs> you know, it's it's easy to use it as an excuse. Uh, we've beaten them plenty of times on it. So, you know, I'm not saying we can't beat them, but I just, I don't understand how they're in top flight football, to be honest. Um, you see some of the lower league teams with grass and the condition they keep it in. You think back, um, God, I'm probably showing my age here, but I mind uh, at one point when it was the SPL, they wouldn't let teams in unless they had a 10K stadium or plans to develop it. Um, who was it? Was it Falkirk that got denied promotion? Yes, I think it was, uh, yeah. 
Aye. They got denied promotion because they don't have a 10K stadium when most average SPFL attendances are less than 10K. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can have those dirty drugs in the game. It just <laughs> affles me. How important do you think it is that we've got the home game advantage, Dylan? Uh, yeah, I mean, big. I mean, obviously, I think um, turn aside the Motherwell game, I think when you welcome, you know, another SPL team such as Livingston, outside of Livingston, then you should be able to win that, no problem. Um Aye. You know, I think I think Livingston always performed better when they're out of one ground because I think they used the best of their advantage. They kind of just know how to play on it, whereas I think a lot of other clubs are just quite happy. And so, as you can see, uh, with us, with Celtic, you know, Athens. So, yeah, I think, and I get it as well, Livingston haven't really had a good start of the season. Um, mm. I, know they've, I know they've lost a few players, I think, um, They've lost a few players. I think they're not as strong as they were. So, again, maybe this could be the season that they can struggle. But nonetheless, you know, we, yeah. we all know that Livingston are good hard crafters. I quite like David Martindale as manager. I think he tries to get a side going. I do like yeah. David Martindale. I, I do. So, but I think even saying that about Livingston, I think you know, if they were Rangers, I think he, at, at any point, and I swear we should be looking at as a straightforward win. But Again, okay, you know, boy, will be a harder match. I uh, agreed. Andy, G, what's your thoughts? Do you reckon there's a big difference in this fixture, maybe over other fixtures, with the fact that we got a home draw? Or yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I'd like to use to, uh, Wednesday night's game <clears throat> as a bit of a lift. Sometimes when you get a, a cup game at home and it's against perhaps a championship side or even lower occasionally. Um, three or four nil wins looked upon as uh, you should have done that anyway. And this is uh, albeit a, a SPL team who's not. I know they've not had the best start. To this. I think they had a good result yesterday though. Um, did they? Ah, uh, not so, really, mate. I think I think pretty much they've lost to everyone bar a couple of jobber teams. To be honest, huh? they're coming off a good one. Decent. Aye, aye. Um, I, would still, I would still like to think that we've got enough in our tank to go out and dispatch them relatively easily and build a bit of confidence. Um, I'd like to see the same front three start, to be brutally honest with you, and develop a bit of confidence yeah. in that respect as well. Yeah. You're at home, it's massive, yeah. I can't argue with that, to be honest. I think I would quite like to see that same front three as well. Just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a wee bit more clinical this time. I mean, you know, again, fine margins, but if they'd been more clinical, we'd be sitting here reviewing the Motherwell game as a 4 5 0 win. You know, all the play was there, bar the finishing. If we can go and do that against Livy, it's going to be a shot in the arm. Um, totally get what you're saying because I actually trotted out exactly the same line on one of these pods earlier on in the season when we beat them firmly. Um, and I right. said, you know, good result, but. You're never really going to get any credit for it. You know, it's just, ah, well, aye, of course you beat them five now. Um, <laughs> do you think they're going to offer much, Andy, Livingston? I mean, I know we've talked about how they're going to be organised. Tough to break down. Seems almost mm-hmm. a catchphrase for Scottish teams, doesn't it? But, I mean, they've had a really rank start to the season and, like, mm-hmm. one-liners and jokes aside, you know, they did have a cracking result yesterday and 
from what I can gather, I think a lot of that was on the back foot. But do you know what? They still got the result. Um, they did. Do you think that's going to give them a jump ahead of playing us? Of course, of course, it's got to. If if they don't, if they don't get a lift after the start they've had from from yesterday's result, then David Martindale's in the wrong job. Of course, right. they've got a lift off that. Um, it's our job to stop that lift from affecting us. I think it'll be a different side that we've seen from the first game of the season. I think it'll be a different, uh, being a cup game, it should be anyway, I suppose you could say. Um, but I think it will, I think they'll, they'll come, they'll be harder. Um, they've got to have a lift for yesterday. Um, the boy that scored the goal, he's got to be flying. He's got to be flying. Right. Will it be enough to affect us? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Um, and I don't think it will. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Dylan, do you do you think they're going to offer much? Do you think, you know, do you think we're just going to roll over them, given that it's Ibrox rather than their place? What, what's your thoughts? Um, I think that's what Andy said. You know, they are coming off a back of a massive or so. I mean, you can swag Celtic away one by the day. I think, you know... yeah. Yeah, a team like you know Livingston being one now, you know, it's it's gonna be a useful for any team. So I think um the fact that I've not had a good start of the season, the fact that you know, even the start of the season we bet three now in opening day. So nice. they've not really been impressing as much um compared to the previous two seasons. But I think if anything, it'll just be the momentum that we can hopefully can that they are hoping that they can carry on mm-hmm. from Great. Uh, Great. Sunday. Um, again, you know, just looking at their team, uh, not, I don't think there's too much birds, I think, sort of frightening me. I don't know. I mean, a boy will hopefully not be made eat my words, but just I think, um, as I said, it seemed a bit a little bit weaker compared to last season. Um, and again, you know, it is a home day for us, so. Okay, hopefully we can just put the middle game back and just be out maybe a worse of the case that we're just on lucky that day. Um and hopefully just containing like that intensity that we gave Motherwell in the first half. West Wright, Ruth and um Sagala, although maybe Morales right away, I'm not too sure, but again... right, well I'll tell you what, just just gonna jump in here. Um you've again Solomon my next question. I think you should be the host, eh? I think you should be the host, Dylan. You've got the questions down pat, mate. Um, team sheet. So you've given us your front three, maybe Ruth and Morello swapping over, you reckon? Yeah. What would be the rest of it? Who, who do you think is going to play? Um, would it be surprised if uh, McLaughlin starts in goals? Um, I know McGregor started on Sunday there, but wouldn't surprise me McLaughlin just had a run out. Um, Excuse probably, me. Right, uh, probably the defence. I say maybe, I don't know, maybe they want to maybe give Jack Simpson a game just to see if he could maybe get some minutes in the legs. But um, preferably, I would kind of like have a Balgan in there um, in place of him. Um, and then midfield would be quite tricky. Um Maybe even a Kamara, a big Kamara Davis, and I'd maybe like to see like the Kuna maybe get a start 
Um, mm. I'm quite eager to see what he has to offer. Um, um, although maybe more like a rebuild, but we better see Bukina start to see what he can offer us and mm. what we sort of expect from him. He didn't look bad when he came on, I didn't think. Um, mm. You know, he didn't do anything amazing, but he was getting himself in the right positions. You know, he was popping up and making himself available and he didn't hide. So, you know, decent debut. I wouldn't, I'm not going to go overboard or anything, but, you know, he looked okay. Uh, what about yourself, Andy? Who who do you see lining up for us? Um, I think it would be McLaughlin and Goals. Mm-hmm. Um, two usual fullbacks. And I think it will be Goldson and Balligan. I think it will be. I think last year's cup fiascos, if you like, will be um, Stephen Gerrard's head, and he'll not let that happen again, especially after yesterday. Um, in my opinion, I think he would go with the Colson and Balligan in midfield, slightly harder. Um, I would like to see Lundstrom, Aribo, and Kamara give Davis a wee break. Mm. I'd like to see the three in the middle of the park to see how they got on with the front three from yesterday. Um, and if we play. Anywhere near the way we played in the first half, the goals will come. I'm quite sure of yeah, it tomorrow. Yeah. But I think it's more important to keep the, the, the door shut at the back because that's been... Agreed. It's just... it's it's. We've only, how, many, how many goals have we lost this year in the league? Oh, I don't think I'll know, to be honest, mate. Uh, I don't know. It's, too many, it's, more, it's a lot more than uh, at this stage last year anyway. That's uh, certainly not going to be 13 for the season, is it? Uh, Four. Just the other day, um, 
I, I really think he needs a break. So I'm hoping Lundstrom starts instead of Davis in this one. Um, so I'm kind of with you. I'd like to see Aribo and uh, Bakuna both play. I um, I put this crazy formation out just before the Motherwell game as a sort of, ah, oh, this could be the team. Um, not realistically expecting it to be more to sort of show what we could do different. And it was a, you know, it was a 4 1 2 1 2. Um, and it had Bakuna and Aribo both starting. Um, do I think it will happen? No. Uh, I suspect we will see Lundstrom, Kamara, uh, possibly Bakuna. I think um, Gerard sounded quite complimentary about him. Don't think he did himself any harm. I think maybe we could see him get 60 minutes and then come off. It's a chance to rest a Rebo, you know, not that he looks like he needs it, but you've always got to be wary, haven't you? You don't want to overload him. You've got quite a few games up to the international break, so might be a good opportunity to give Bakuna a go and rest a Rebo, potentially. Um, I'm going to go big with my score prediction, and I hope to God this doesn't come back and bite me in the arse. I'm going to say 5-1. Don't look at me like that, Andy. Um, <laughs> oh, well, okay, then that's not so bad. So, you're four now. Don't beat yourself, Yeah, I, I feel like a bit more pessimistic than you did at the oh. moment. Um, I'll be, I would be happy with any win. Um, I'm going to go for a 2 0 win. 2 0, fair okay. answer. 2 0, 4 0, 5 1. Okay, right. Fingers crossed, lads. Um, to those of you watching, thank you very much for listening to us ramble on, especially me. Hope you enjoyed it, and thanks for listening.